Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Well, good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Quarters and Barrett podcast, proudly brought to you by Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Better your bet with Tab Touch, and remember to gamble responsibly and call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. My name's Chris Robinson. I'm not Glenn Quartermain. I'm in for the great Quarters, who uh, our thoughts are with today as he goes under the knife to fix his torn meniscus. But the star of today's show is beside me, Adrian Barrett. How are you, Barrett? No, I, I've, I've been very impressed with your work, my friend. So, um, with my but, work? But I know that Quarters will be listening. So Definitely, you better 100%. Give him a big bump up the great man. He's, he's trying to get back to being a marathon runner, which I, I reckon is crazy. Like, my surgeon, his surgeon is my surgeon, right? And mm-hmm. I think he's going in there, and the surgeon's going to say, Listen, mate, I know I'm taking out of your, your, your meniscus and that you're going to have to retrain your leg and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. the bone sits on the cartilage properly and all that sort of stuff. But my best advice would be not to run marathons. But he's super determined. There is absolutely no chance that Quarters is heeding that advice. What's he up to? He's up to 10 or <laughs> he's running. Oh, no, he's past 20. Yeah. He's got. Oh, is he trying to get 20? I think he's trying to reach 20, isn't he? I thought he might have hit 20, Jeez. or he might be in the high teens. And he's wondering Forgive why me, quarters. His, he's somewhere around there. His knee was blowing up. I wouldn't mind doing a, a marathon with him. He sounds very funny. He tells that great story about London where he got beaten by the rhino. Bloke dressed as a rhino beat him. I like the story about the phone box. There's the a guy dressed up as a British phone box. He knocked over the phone box, yeah. though. Yeah. And the clown with the big shoes, he beat him. <laughs> <laughs> all the best, Quarters. We wish you all the best. Yeah, mate. we hope you're going well, buddy, and we'll try and do it justice uh, today. So, Barrett, we're nine rounds in. It, was a, it wasn't the best weekend of, uh, of footy that we've seen in the history of weekends of footy, but we're nine rounds in. Teams that won needed to win. A couple of teams have fallen by the wayside. We'll probably touch on those in mm. the likes of Sydney and, and Carlton. And uh, But I wanted to start just by running through the, the top eight and just throwing it to you just straight up and you telling me what you think is going to change because I did a little bit of prep coming in and there's a bit of a misconception sometimes about, oh, by the time you get to round nine, the eight always stays the same. The past five full-length seasons, yeah. there's been at least two changes after round nine, teams falling out of the eight and other teams coming back into the eight. So history, recent history suggests there will be multiple changes from this point onwards. Well, that's so, good news for Dockers fans and yeah, Tigers so fans absolutely Sydney fans. Maybe not so good news for some of the teams at the bottom end of the eight. So in terms of the ladder right now, so Collingwood and Melbourne 1-2, we don't think they're going anywhere out of the eight, mm. right? That's definitely not happening. You know what's extraordinary about Collingwood? They haven't played the three bottom yes, teams. Yes, I saw Can that. Can you believe that? Yeah, I saw that. They, played, yeah. they haven't played the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't played Hawthorne. They haven't played North Melbourne. Yeah, look out. And they're Having on top. Having said that, the Eagles took them down last year in, uh, in round four at Melbourne, <laughs> which is right. extraordinary. The more you happen? think about it, no idea. They just completely took it, yeah. took their foot off the accelerator. So Collingwood and Melbourne 1-2, Brisbane 3 so they're think clearly they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're locked into the eight. Port Adelaide's in fourth. Are you pretty comfortable yeah. that they're they're playing finals this year? Good good percentage winning mm-hmm. game on the weekend. Yeah, uh, I think I think 
Well, you know what? I, st- I still think there's a little bit of a question mark, yep. but they do look the goods. Yeah, agreed. It's them and St Kilda, isn't it? St Saints next? Yeah, so Saints are fifth, and then it goes dogs, cats, and crows in the top eight. The dogs are rising. I mean, Lib mm-hmm. is just in unbelievable form. And Bont, yeah. And Bont is... He, he's got to be. I reckon he's gone past uh, Dacos to be the, the Brownlow Medal's favourite almost. Mm. You don't know, think? Yeah. He'd be right up there, wouldn't he? He's really pushing. Yeah. According to Champion Data, he's heads and tails over everybody else. So the, the Bulldogs, they're definitely going to be there. And and the Ruckman from Western Australia, English, he's he's like the fifth best player in the comp at the moment. There, yeah. He's been extraordinary. So he's yeah. Geez, imagine they got him back here, West Coast. <sighs> Jeez. They could get him. That would be nice. Th- you'd have to throw everything at him, wouldn't you? With Nicknack would going away. Nice. Yes, yes. And then, obviously, knocking on the door of the other teams that are on the outside looking in. So, Carlton have now slumped to ninth. So, they've been in the eight all season, and now they find themselves on the outer. Um, Essendon, 10. Gold Coast, 11. Freo's up to 12th. And then Richmond and Sydney, 13, 14. We probably don't need to worry about the rest in terms of a finals push. So... I mean, what do you see here, Barry? It's it's kind of getting harder and harder to make a case for Carlton, given their recent form. So they've dropped four of their past five. They've got such a frustrating team to tip, and I've absolutely fallen into the trap of, mm-hmm. of tipping them. I didn't do it, thankfully, at the weekend, but um, a few other times this year. You look at their team, you look at the names on paper, they should be a top four team, let alone a team that's battling to be on the outside of the eight, right? And you just look at their weeks ahead... And this is going to decide Michael Voss. I, mean, I love Michael Voss, mm-hmm. but this will decide his job. They've got Collingwood <laughs> this weekend. Then they've got Sydney away, who will be under man, so there'll be a silly chance there. Then they've got Melbourne and Essendon yeah. over the next next month. So that's going to decide Voss's his future. If they, if they look like they can't make the eight after that, whoa. Because they don't mess around at Carlton. They'll just go bang. Mm-hmm. They'll just go, mate, you're out of here. We're going to try to get Hardwick or Buckley or... They should have got Ross Lyon, eh? Pure what do you geez. reckon? What's your view on that? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such Apparently a fall it was from one director. One director said, nah, we're not having him, based okay. on what I've heard from Fremantle. Right. Have they made the right move? Should they have got Ross Lyon? God. But, I mean, with four games left in last season, they're absolutely playing finals. They are locked in. They just need one more win. They're still pushing for a top four berth at that point. And then it all goes sour with four narrow losses towards the end and then even this season they've started out they beat Geelong in round two or three mm-hmm. when Geelong weren't quite Geelong um, they did everything they needed to do they're unbeaten through their first four games and then they've just fallen in a heap since. but he's just done some he's just some done some weird things like Cripps is not the man he was no last couple of weeks mm-hmm. so that's he, he wouldn't be liking that he pulled Cherry out of the midfield didn't he yeah, after Jared had a really, really good sort of three or four week patch. The best user mm-hmm. and the quickest user, and they put Kennedy in there, which I suppose they probably thought. Then they probably tried him on the half back and swapped him over with Chera. And then their big Mackay, he's lost his confidence in goal kicking, mm. and he's still trying to snap. When he hit the be- the belly of the ball and shanked that one, mm-hmm. that was a bad sign, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that takes as a footballer that takes a long time to get back from. When you just lose confidence. Fife, he's lost confidence goal shooting at the moment. He has, yeah. And, and yep. this, this bloke has as well. So I reckon they almost have to put him in the goals and just, mate, you stay there and get Kernow to come up and you just play up and do what um, 
Jeremy Cameron Jeremy does. Jeremy Cameron yeah. does, yeah. But, I mean, even that's amazing. Like, this is a Coleman medalist we're talking about with Harry Mackay. This isn't just a, He's you know, a, giant a young well. player who's coming through sort of trying to find his way and bereft of confidence. He's a Coleman medalist. That's a coach killer. If you can't get those two blokes going and you've got that midfield mm-hmm. – Oh, I really feel for Vossi because I really like him. And then we've got Fremantle on the rise. They've got to win one of the next two. And they're two out yeah, of I think Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they can grab one of the next two and get to the bye at what would that make them? Five and six, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and then their draw they sort of opens up a little bit more. They need after to win that. seven more out of 11. Yeah. And then by so that. So it's a narrow margin, but it's doable. Probably mm-hmm. eight to be sure, eight out of 11. So they yeah. only have three games to drop. Yeah. You can start to make the case when they've got to grab one of these next two. So they've got two a good out of chance three against bad. Geelong this week because Geelong are a little bit banged up and travelling over here. And then Melbourne at the G the week after that, they did that. They uh, won that last year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. So did, they'll have did confidence. Did you tip Frio there. this week? I against Sydney. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I took this once. Yeah, I tipped him. I thought they were living certainties only because of the injuries at Sydney and mm-hmm. the big men that were going out. And you yep. could just see that Darcy caught a bit of flack in the media. Is he leaving? He's pretty fired up. And then Jackson was just ready to burst. There was no one to play on Jackson. They're all there's the land of the midgets. Yeah. It? And this is the problem with Sydney. I mean, we'll get to Freo in a second, but in terms of who Sydney are missing right now. Oh. It's it's pretty painful, and it's kind of like a, a critical mass across positions. So it's their three best tall defenders when you look at Rampy, Tom McCartan, and Paddy McCartan. Mm-hmm. And then they're missing now. They're missing now that Logan McDonald's going out. They're missing three tall forwards: Logan McDonald, Joel Amati, uh, Sam Reid yeah. hasn't been there all season. Laddams went out, and as Buddy's well. you know forty nine years of age. Um, Laddams is out as well, and now Callum Mills, who's your best ball winner, most versatile guy who can win the footy. He goes out as well. All of a sudden, that's a critical mass of injuries. It's not as many in number as West Coast, but in terms oh, of trying to, to make a push for the finals, that's just not going to work. And they've got North Melbourne this weekend. <laughs> North's got their own injuries, but imagine if North beats them. Mm. I mean, you're almost tempted to... Uh, the two questions you've got to answer there is, one, is it a drop-off from the grand final? It's, it's similar to Adelaide, GWS and the mm. Bulldogs. Yeah. They've really significant... They played in the grand final last year. Yeah, yeah, and and Logan McDonald's done the ankle. Did you mention him? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. So so they're going to be really small forward. I'd, yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be really interesting to to find that out. I guess in hindsight, maybe it's a a, a post mortem on the season, and and players are a bit more open about you know what the grand final meant and yeah. the aftermath of that. Well, let's be honest. They shouldn't have been there, eh? It should have been Collingwood. No yeah. question. Last well, I mean, year. they they got really hot towards the end of last season. But, I'd, yeah, I think the injuries are going to bite them now. There's two games that they should have won this season that they mm-hmm. lost. The GWS one where Toby Green snapped that goal with 40-odd seconds mm-hmm. left. They were sort of up the whole last quarter in that one. And then there was one against Porsche um, about a month ago on a Saturday night where they were up by 15 or 16 points sort of halfway through the last, and they threw mm-hmm. that away. So if they win both of those... They're in a much Looks better different. position, but you lose those two close ones, and now you've really handcuffed yourself with the injuries. Makes it really tough to come back. That would have been five and four. Mm. All right, let me ask you this then, and I love this bloke, and he's from my club. We made him, Perth Footy Club, we made Buddy Franklin. We, yeah. we created him. Yeah. We got him from Darren. <laughs> we guided him through. He played one senior game. He played Colts <laughs> with us, and we unleashed him a bit like Logan McDonald to Sydney. And he has been an absolute champion. And I'm just thinking, is it time? It, it, when will they get to the stage where it's okay? Let's do a farewell tour for the great man. 
let's finish let's because probably he's going to finish off you reckon like this year he's probably not going to go on yeah well I think yeah the the press release thing that they put out um, when they announced that he was going on was like one more it was one more or one more year or something like that so mm-hmm. um, so this is it so, so, so this stage he's got to yeah. do the Josh Kennedy farewell doesn't he pick a game Get the build up, and and you know what? If he tours around Australia and plays all his last games, how good would that be? He won't get booed anywhere. He'll just get celebrated as the champion that's yeah, bowing out yeah. that he is. But I mean, like, and you guys discussed this last week on the pod. He he should be anyway, regardless of whether he puts out the official <laughs> thing or not. He shouldn't be booed. You, yeah, you should no, just appreciate right. seeing Buddy one yeah. last time, or for the second last time, or whatever. whatever but it was it horrible to see him on the weekend, wasn't it? When he tried to do that weird play on too, when he yeah. got the free kick, and I don't know what happened there. It and wasn't he, a great moment. It's, and it, it's only the third time that he hasn't kicked, for two weeks in a row, he hasn't kicked back a goal. Back to back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the first time in a decade or something like that. So, But, I mean, he's he's not in a position now where he can do the amount of heavy lifting that's required mm. with all of those guys out um, of Sydney's forward line. He, that's not what he would have signed up for coming back for one more year. He would have gone, hey, I need some more support. They would have had a plan to manage him and rest him through some games. He missed out Logan around already. Through and the other fella. Yeah, yeah, Amadi. Amadi can chuck Laddams down. Amadi there. looks all right. Yeah, he does, yeah. But he's still a few weeks away. So I think the initial plan would have been, hey, just sit out every you know fourth or fifth game kind of thing. Whereas now... If they're going to stay be the man. somewhere, he needs to be the man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he can't be the man. And he's got all must the must be frustrating not being able to be the man anymore. It, it must be tough, yeah. Imagine that being that good and just now your body just can't do it. Yeah. It's that, happened to them all, I suppose. Yeah, that's Ablet. something that always intrigues me about the absolute best of the best who keep going is, you know, how the mental battle of you're not able to do what you have been able to do mm. better than everyone else for so, so long. You know what happens normally? You get more violent. <laughs> seriously, seriously, that's what happened. That's what happened to me. You sort of raised you your start, eyebrows there, as if you were speaking from serious yeah. experience. You start doing Barra. stuff that you wouldn't normally do. You go, <laughs> and after the game, you reflect. You go, "What did I do that? What did I belt that bloke for? What do you I have a specific thing that's in your mind that you did?" <laughs> I do in this have, in this. Uh, field? I do have. I, 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 last week I opened up way too much. I'm not going there. You're not getting me this week. But I'll say Dermot Brereton. There you okay. Go. Remember Dermot at the end of his career? One yes. of the all-time greats. Seven seven premierships or whatever he's got. Uh, or five, five premierships. Five day and five night, <laughs> I think. That's right, yep. he keeps saying. Yeah, yep. it's a good and line. remember he went to Sydney and mm-hmm. he stomped on that bloke's head Ra- on his own. Raiden Tallis. Yeah, and he, yeah. And his own old club. Yeah. I mean, he, he, why was he doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And he was frustrated. And that's when you got to give it up. As soon as you do something stupid like that, you go, you know what? I better retire before I ruin my legacy. Yeah. And he ruined his legacy a bit. That tainted his legacy. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. And it's tough with footy as well because some of the some of the American sports, you look at the NBA, um, for example, you can if you're a, a great of the game, the way that the sport's set up a little bit, you can sit on the end of the bench and you can come on and you mm. can play five minutes here or seven minutes there or whatever it is. Whereas in footy, you can't do that. If Not you're really. If you're Though in the Fife team, is doing it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that that's really the only way you can do it. But I mean, it, it, you can't really make Buddy the sub right now for Sydney. <laughs> we'll get on to Fife in a minute. Just I'll ask you one more question. Yeah, tell me the Sydney thing. But he's Buddy's such a big name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we're not ready for the farewell tier to tour, but who replaces him? Because the AFL always says, right, you've got to have a superstar Sydney to 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 get a hold of the audience to fight rugby league. Sure. We need someone there. So sure. they've had. Um, I wrote him down. Kappa? 
So they had Kappa taking hangers and, mm-hmm. you know, Kappa and all the kids in the playground. They had Plugger. Mm-hmm. Plugger go there on a squillion dollars and kick goals. Looked fantastic. They had Barry Hall, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, they had um, Goodsy. Goodsy was there. They made him into a superstar. Then they had Buddy. Who's next? <sighs> I think I know who it might be. Tom Hickey? That's a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring someone in. They need to bring they someone need to in? They need to bring in a superstar. You don't think they could develop... Someone is, like is a, a Chad, can Chad Warner sort of rise to that kind of status? Or are you talking about we're talking just mega. a goal kicking, we're talking all time spearhead, big, you know, and, put and the number on and in that. Sydney they love the rugby league style, tough buggers, and sure. So you know who I reckon they should yeah, chase? Tell me, Toby Green, Toby to Green, go cross I know, town. I know he's the captain, and he's just got to do. You remember when Buddy was going to go? Yeah, Buddy was going to go, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. The other was, way, yeah. And then, and then, and they then caught he, everyone by surprise that announcement. <laughs> and on then the, he ended up in Sydney. Yeah, that's what's going to happen again. And I think it's got to be Toby Green. I know he's on contract and stuff, so it makes it problematic. Unless you've got someone else that's an out and out superstar that they could get there. Wow. But that, let's think about. Imagine it. maybe those, people could email us. Those local derbies if Toby Green goes across town. But he's perfect, isn't he? Because he's a bit of a you know what. Yeah. And that's what they like. in They like the bad boys yeah, in a, Sydney. he's a bums on seats guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Bums on seats guy. 100%. Yeah. You Amazing. want to talk about Fife or do you want to talk about Sandy Roberts? Mate, sad news. Yeah, tell me about tell me about Sandy. We saw this story sort of emerge uh, last night and obviously someone that you've worked with closely oh, yeah. over the years. And Dennis Cometti and all yep. those guys. Yep. Uh, we all loved him. He was brilliant. In the, and we love him a lot because in 92, he actually embraced the West Coast Eagles. When we were in the grand final... He was on board. He wasn't trying to barrack for the opposition. He mm-hmm. wasn't barracking for Geelong. He mm-hmm. had called Billy Brown as the king of uh, the king of Geelong or the mayor of Geelong or yep. something in the past. Yep. But when Peter Matera set sail for goal, he said it twice. When Matera's famous goal from the win, win the mm-hmm. wing when he kicked five goals, yep. Sandy was on board. He was impartial. He was one of those Victorian commentators that actually was an impartial. Uh, expert that did the right thing. I mean, you recall him, don't you? I do. Yeah, I mean, you would have been a baby. Well, well, <laughs> well, West Coast fans, the moment that the siren sounds in that grand final, Tony Evans has the ball in his hands and it's Sandy's voice who says the Eagles are going to win their first flag. Um, and and you're right, so many moments. That was such a well-called grand final between him and, and Dennis. Um, and yeah, absolutely. We've Didn't he nail the ending with the Geelong blokes as well? He did. Yeah, I was just saying off air before we came in, one of my favourite calls from that grand final is that all the Eagles guys are celebrating and then there goes to the pan shot of... You know, the Geelong players slumped to the turf. Tablet and... Yep, everyone like that. And, and then Sandy just comes on and goes, for the losers, nothing. <laughs> and I just love that call. It just always stay with me. And that's exactly what it is because it's like you can go all that way in he the season. He didn't mean it as a, as a real No, no, no. But, but that's sport. That's what it but needs to be. we loved it in Perth. Yeah, that's we? what it needs to be, sport. That all success is based on the disappointment of other people. And that's what it is for the losers. There'll be thousands of people listening to this going, good on you. Good on you. Mate. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that, Robbo, because I remember nah, that. No, it's just always stuck in my I brain. But yeah, goal. Sandy going through a, a cancer battle, so we're, our thoughts are yeah. absolutely with him and we'll the family. We'll reach out to him uh, away from here. But he, he, his most famous, um, n- n- not bit of commentary, but it, his famous for this amazing gaff. 
Have you heard about the amazing gaff? I think I know what you're going to refer to. Do you want to tell our listeners? When he, when he was at the uh, the races? Yes. I think it was Mount Gambier this or something. A, this is a favourite Quarters story, so Quarters will definitely was he there, was part he? of it. Quarters, uh, I don't know if mate? he was there, but Quarters does like to recall, retell his story. Can you phone in on these things? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Quarters phone in? Hit us up on the live. Because I'd rather line. he told the story. Cause, but I mean, And Sandy doesn't mind. He, I've heard him tell it before, a bit, but it was his most embarrassing moment, and he had Miss Australia there. It was 1981, yeah. Miss Australia, wasn't it? If you search, and if you search Sandy Roberts and the name Leanne, I think you'll uh, <laughs> you'll you'll be able to find and it. The great Sandy Roberts, what a brilliant man! He's 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 called eight Olympic games and you know heaps of Winter Olympics and heaps of Grand Finals. Forty years he was at Channel Seven, mm, unreal at, at the top with with Comedy and the rest of them. And um, yeah, her name was Leanne Dick. That's right. And he introduced her as Leanne something else that is like that with four letters begins with C. Yes. And he said, but then he quickly reverted back to her name and he said, actually, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I can't say it. Do you want to say it? (laughs) Uh, well, I think we'll leave our listeners to YouTube that one, and uh, it's, it was, it's readily it was a, available. It was, wasn't horribly it. rude or anything. It was just no, funny how and it was an innocent it. mistake. Uh, <laughs> it's a very easy to mix up those names, as you can imagine what it is. Yes. Anyway, anyway good luck to Sandy. Best to Sandy. And, he's um, a wonderful, wonderful man. Hey, I've got another funny one. Yeah, I, tell me. I was laughing because we're all talking about AI now, aren't we? Artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a language uh, model and there's, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on and people being impersonated and it's really taken, it's taken over journalism a bit too. And, and, and my son's in year 12 and a lot of his friends at university, they are, because they can't actually track if it's plagiarizing, you know, plagiarizing off the AI at this stage. Sure. So they I reckon a lot of their work because it's done actually original content, but it's just coming rejig. from a yeah. yeah, coming from a, a bot. So they got a problem there in schooling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm no expert in this area, but I would say that there are kids getting through on AI at the moment. Yeah. Not saying it should happen or do it or check it out, but th- that's what's happening. Yeah. Was that was that what you guys have heard? Uh, a little bit. It's going to become more and more. I'm tipping um, it's a big story on the news soon. So, anyway, what's, so, so, so what's this so, list you've sorry, got in front mate, of so you? What, <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> so what I said to this chat GPT, yeah. hey, chat GPT, pick the 10 greatest <laughs> eagles of all time. And they, you know, did all the stuff and whatever. That, that's, <laughs> that's definitely the noise that it makes when you, when you push it in. It makes no noise. And they came up with number one, best eagle of all time. Who do you reckon was? I actually haven't seen this list. Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, the obvious one. They've said... The obvious bloke. Chris He's Judd. in town. Yeah. Chris Judd, one of the best midfielders of all time. Uh, got the flag, got the two Brownlows. And see, I don't know if, if Chat GPT knew that one of the Brownlows was at Carlton. Anyway, so yeah. number, one, number one was Judd. Not sure longevity is highly factored into Chat GPT, but we'll keep going. Benny Cousins was two. Okay. So, yep. like, and you know what? I actually agree with this list now. Chris Judd won, Ben Cousins two, the great Glenn Jakovic third. Beat okay. Wayne Carey. So, the, so Chat GPT must have recognised that he knocked off Wayne Carey a lot as well. So that's pretty good, isn't it? I Just mean, went back and watched what, a few of the highlights. What a computer! <laughs> Can they do that? A few of the battles. They're warning me up now. Uh, number four, Dean Cox. Okay, the yep. greatest ruckman yep. of the modern era. You can make, you can absolutely make a case for this. Peter Mentira five. I'd have that man a little bit higher personally, but you can make a case. Yeah, for I would top too. Five. Yep. Yeah, he, he obviously won the he won the medal. Mm-hmm. Um, Six time All Australian as well. So you probably 
you're probably right. No, four-time All-Australian, six-time All-Australian, Dean Cox. So it's, I wonder what they fact in. Then John, Johnny Worsfold, six. Darren Glass, seven. McKenna, eight. McIntosh, nine. Embley, ten. The Embley 10 was sort of a worry. Embley probably, yeah. Is that because he's on radio and that gets mentioned a lot, maybe? I think the Norm Smith probably factors in a okay. fair bit there. So we're pretty happy with, with that, right? We're pretty happy with it's the It's not Eagles. too bad. Right. Yeah, you can make, certainly that top five, you can make a case for you. All right, well, give me now the Dockers. The top 10 Dockers as as selected by Chat GPT. Okay. Players that have made significant contributions to the Dockers' success throughout their careers and are considered some of the greatest players in the team's history, says Chat GPT, okay. right? Well, if the, if the top two isn't Pavlich and Fife in some sort of order, then Pipe, it's not going to Number too one, well. Matthew Pavlich. Yep, no Considered one of the greatest players sure. in AFL history, it says here, according sure. to Chat GPT. Played for the Dockers 2016, numerous rec, six-time All-Australian, captain of the team for nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Number two. Sean McManus. <laughs> um, I love the bloke. I love, I'm, I'm not laughing at that. Uh, you're laughing. I'm laughing at you laughing at that, okay? I just want to make that very clear. If this gets back to him on radio and Nova and he sledges us, it was not me laughing. No, it was I Chris just, Robinson. I, I more laughed at the way that you said it rather than <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> you fanballed it back to me. A tough, consistent midfielder. Played from 95 to 08 and was a key part of the midfield for many years. He's also the team's captain for three seasons. Mm-hmm. Does Num- it know Nat Fife's one, two Brownlows? <laughs> Number three. Luke McFarlane. Wow. Number a lot of Nat Fife hate out of the machines here. Number four, Aaron Sandlands. Goodness gracious. I don't know what Fife, he must have kicked his computer at one stage or something or <laughs> sledged him or something. Number five, Peter Bell. Wow. <laughs> so Fifey's not in the top five. Fifey's not in the top five Dockers of all time. He comes in at number six. Okay, just sneaking and, in. And, and Chat GPT says, a dynamic, talented midfielder, played for the Dockers since 2010, has become one of the best players in the AFL, even though he's listed as number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's won two Brownlow medals and has been named in the All-Australian time team six times. So surely that's when the computer goes... It <laughs> goes, hang on, I balls this up. <laughs> We've got him. Number seven, Michael Barlow. Okay. <laughs> number eight, Jeff Farmer. Number nine, Paul Hayes will be fair enough. And number ten, Clive Waterhouse. Okay. Mate, right. have another go, chat GPT. Jeez, fi- absolute disrespect for Fifey out of the machine there. Mate, he must be getting peed off. Not only is he a super sub, but yeah, the bloody yeah. computer's got him number yeah. six. So, so what do you do with Fife this week? Do you, He's got to play this week. Frio found the winning formula the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, do you chuck him straight back into the – or not straight back in. Do you chuck him back into the 22 this week? Oh, how delicious would it, delicious would it be if Dangerfield was to come back this week? Remember that clash? I reckon that was great. Apart from Kerry and Jakovic, mm-hmm. remember that Dangerfield-Fife clash? Yeah. They when, might have done it twice, actually. When Dangers with Adelaide. Yeah, it was a Saturday night. Oh, mate. Yep. How good was that? Fantastic. Wouldn't that be brilliant if Fife could come back in and Danger comes back in? I don't think Danger Just have a look. I'm pretty is sure on the radar. If he's not playing. But against Geelong, probably they have to throw him in now. But you yeah. know what they've done? They've, they've closed shop in the midfield. They've closed shop on, they those, have. on those four blokes, haven't they? They have, yeah. So they've got the Darcy, who killed 44 hit-outs, mm-hmm. eight inside 50s for a Ruckman. Mm-hmm. Unheard of. Huge eight numbers, in, yeah. Mind you, you just kick the ball five metres at Sydney and it goes yeah, that's true. inside yeah, it's in the goal square. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so him, uh, Sarong, Brayshaw and O'Meara 
they're playing like 80%, aren't they? Yeah. Some of them 90. Yeah, so Jager was up to, I think, 77% of the centre bounces, which was a big number the past two weeks because they'd sort of had him playing a bit forward. Um, it sort of bounced around mm. a little bit, but you're right. They've tightened they've that rotation. They've not, they're not experimenting. Yeah. And then when Fife came on late, he had a bit of a go in Well, there, that's the it? thing, yeah. When Fife came on late, so of the eight centre bounces in the last quarter, Fife was at six of them. Which gives you a little hint about when he does come back into that 22, which could well mm. be this week, gives you a little hint about how much he might be used. It's a, it's a luxury there. to keep him out, though, isn't it? That, yeah. And they, against Geelong, probably can't do it. Against bottom teams are not great teams, like Sydney struggling, probably can do it. Mm. Against Hawthorne, you can probably do it. But against Geelong, probably not, eh? Yeah. You've got to bring him in. He's got to start in the 22, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think it's more likely than unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out uh, during the week. But it's a really nice chance for Frio. Um, just a little bit of momentum now and a chance to get Geelong when they're not quite at their most full strength mm -hmm. uh, and having to travel, really good opportunity for Freo this week. And what did you think about uh, Liam Duggan's effort as captain of the West Coast Eagles? Yeah, he impressed you, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Did he impress you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. impressed Mark Lacroix as well, which is someone who yeah, has Lekers a lot more football knowledge tick. than than I do. Um, he's giving them, yeah, the, the tick as next captain. He was in good form too, wasn't he? That's always a good sign. Yeah. I reckon Barras has struggled uh, with his form as captain this year. Is it not bad last year when he was filling in? Yeah. But this year, not so good, eh? It would be very difficult with the volume of ball that's coming in, the amount of heavy lifting that Barris has to do back there and then throw in the captaincy on top of that. Mm. That would be very, Without McGovern. very difficult. Yeah. yeah. If McGovern comes, because McGovern was actually the vice captain, wasn't he? I think it's Gov and Barris. Are yeah, both so you vice wouldn't captains. think Gav would be captain. I, I, I'm, I'm urging them to go straight to Oscar Allen. I mean, I know it's a lot of pressure on the bloke, but I saw him do it to Woosher. He was 21, John Morsfold, mm -hmm. Moldes comes in, new era, yep. new captain, John Morsfold. Special bloke, special, but Oscar Allen, special. Not, I don't know if he's as special as Woosher. The most determined white line fever driven bloke of all time. Yep. If I was, if I had my ability in his body, I'd have played 300 <laughs> games. Honestly, he was, mate. If I told you that story, we we're running together. No. And we're running, it's 40 degrees up in Lanceland. Okay. And, and we're both injured and we're sort of, we can't do contact. So we're running away from. In the sand dunes and, or? No, on the roads. Okay. Away from Lanceland, right? So as you run away, you know that you've got to run back. Sure. It's the worst feeling ever mentally because you go, holy shit, however far I go out, I've got to come back. And the wind's going to smash you up there oh, as well. Then it starts becoming undulating, you know, like sure. hilly. Yep. And uh, it's me and Wusha and Turley. And so Wusha starts surging up the hills. Like who actually surges up the hills? You know, when you run up a hill, you go slower, don't you? Mm -hmm. And faster down the back. Yeah. He starts surging up the hills. So he's clearly trying to break us. And we turn for home. It's 30 minutes. So we know I'm, I'm pretty smart. I know it's going to be at least an hour run, isn't it? <laughs> no, there's no way you can get away with, you know, how far you run. It's yeah. the mental. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. absolute Running's a big mental battle. Yeah. That's why I did it. And so he starts surging up the hill again. It's 40 degrees. It's February. You know, there's heat shimmering on the, on the road. I'm thinking we're going to die out here. You know, like I just want to smash Wusher in the head and bury him and walk back right and so i said i turned to him this is no bull i turned to him and go johnny what are you doing mate you're gonna kill us and he looks me in the eye as we're jogging he goes mate the blokes i play on this year they may be running as far it may be as hot and it may they may be working their bodies over 
but they won't be friggin' surging up the hills. <laughs> <laughs> to me, at the time, I thought he's a lunatic. He's lost it. That's great. But that, because he, he realised when he plays on Glen Archer, and you get it, don't you? When he plays on Glen Archer course, that yeah. year or yeah. Gary Abel or whatever, he knows he can bust him because he when he was running in the hills, he was surging up the hill that Ablett wouldn't have been doing or that Archer wouldn't have been doing or whoever the star was that he was playing on. Mm-hmm. And that was his secret. And was that, if you put a timestamp on this, was this before the first flag or after the first flag, do you reckon? I reckon it was 91 okay. when we were flying. So you know, just we give four. you We a, should have won the yeah. flag. We should have won 91. Mm-hmm. We won 14 straight. Yeah. But we got overawed. Moldhouse didn't go to the street parade. Did you know that? Yeah, I think you've told In me that 91, before. In yeah. 91, we didn't go to the street yeah. parade. We yeah. barred it. Yeah. We barred the street parade. We said, no, we're not going to me- mess up our routine. We're not coming to the famous Victorian street parade. It's a Victorian thing. It's not us. So they sent all our no, cars No down. wonder the Vicks hated you. Oh, <laughs> mate, did they hate us? They sent the cars down with just um, blue and gold balloons in them <laughs> and injured blokes. <laughs> it looks so bad. So they hated it. And Hawthorne rolled out everyone, Dunstall sure. and Brereton yeah. and Platten and, you know, Langford and made us look like Airsy, made us look like complete <laughs> halfback flankers. <laughs> So next year we went along and we pounded them. So we should have won 91. We won 92. Should have won 93 when the Bombers won, Mm -hmm. the baby Bombers. Mm -hmm. We just got big-headed and then we won 94. So probably should have won four. Seriously, four premierships. Yeah. At least three. But Wusher, just going back to him, if I had realised early enough as to what message he was giving me there, I would have seriously been a much better player. But at the time, I thought, hey, he's he's a nutcase. And I didn't get it until about 10 years later and I reflected on it and thought, you know what? He was giving me wisdom there and I just ignored it. It was like the Dalai Lama had whispered it some great, you know, revelation in my ear yeah, and I'd yeah. gone, nah, mate, that's not going to work. <laughs> anyway, we're laughing That's there, great. So I feel like now that, um, now that now that chat GPT knows that story, Wusher might, <laughs> might work his way up the rankings. I might a, get a uh, run in there. A little bit more. Um, should we work our way into the mailbag? Yeah. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Of course, brought to you by Thirsty Camel Bottle Shop. Send in your feedback to Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Barra, do you want to kick us off? You got one there yes. in front of you? I just There was one here where the gentleman was just saying, he was actually predicting that if Joe Danaher gets going... He will be unstoppable, and he thinks an on-song Danaher is actually unstoppable. And this is before the weekend, and I'm okay. thinking, I, don't know. I was thinking, I don't know if he's that good. Just kick the bag of six or whatever it was it, at the weekend. It, yeah. He is that good, isn't he? Mm. If he f- flips the switch, they are absolutely giggling. So we had that. We had no excuses for Geelong. Okay, we've gone down that path uh, for Carlton, sorry. Um, is Geelong a false dawn after starting... 0-3, we thought mm, they may not make the finals. I think Quarters, if he's listening, actually said they won't play finals. But now, wh- where do you sit on Geelong? Or where do we sit on Geelong? Um, I think they're going to be 5-8, to eight, that kind of thing. I don't think they're going to be top still four. still going to make, eight. I, think make eight. I think they'll make it, they yeah. Drop they're out. too good not to make it. And they've got a fair chunk of back-ended GMHBA yep. games. They're always just so hard to beat down there traditionally manage their bodies really well throughout the course of the season. So I, I, I don't see them missing, um, but they've probably handcuffed themselves a little bit with regard to top four at this point is how I'd read it. All right, just two more before I get Chris Brown's email here. Um, Richmond, 
They're veterans. They're back, aren't they? Uh, are they back, though? What do you think? Uh, Dusty's past two weeks have been pretty dusty. Mm. Yeah, they've been pretty Cochin good. Cochin was all right. Yeah, Cochin popped up, kick goals. Um, I think Nankervis might be coming back this week or certainly very close to it, which makes a big difference to their setup. So Are they on the move? They are, but again, have they left themselves with a bit too much to do? I know we've got the extra game this season, which makes it uh, slightly easier to, to come back after a slow start. But they only won one of their first, I think, six. So they're a bit of a ways back. I mean, I'm just looking at the ladder now. They're a game and, game and a half back from eighth. So, yeah, if they can knock off Essendon this weekend in the Dreamtime game, maybe they are it's back. It's a big game, maybe they are it? back in business, yeah. And do they bow out all those guys, Cochin, Revolt? Do they probably do. I think and what about probably Martin? those two guys go out together this year. I think Dusty can keep going. Maybe he's, he's the one who goes to Sydney and becomes the bad oh, boy that wow. they need. Well, it's been touted. All right, so Chris Brown, I've got one here. You want to go one for one? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, first time I've emailed. Can West Coast pick up Lance Collard anywhere in the draft after a bid, or does it have to go to pick 40 before they can match it? He looks the goods. Now, that is right, actually. Lance Collard uh, is an NGA West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. That's our, our understanding, isn't it? So he can't go mid-season draft. I don't think he's talking about mid-season draft here, Chris. I think he's talking about end of the year. You can pick him up before pick 40, but after pick 40, um, uh, they will need to match. Before 40, they've got to match they've it. They've got to match, After yeah. 40, they yep. can't. Yeah, so yep. that is the answer to that. Yeah, good. We'll keep an eye on uh, that he name. He looks good, Lance Gollum. This one is from James Brown. Not sure if it's the musician or someone just with the same name. That's James Brown. <laughs> Can't confirm that. G'day, Quarters and Barrow. I have a proposal for AFL headquarters, though I doubt they will accept it. With regard to the Tassie team, rather, rather than totally destroy one or two drafts like they did with GWS and Gold Coast, how about allowing them to enter the draft starting next year? That way they will only need the regular allocation of players for several drafts. These players could be loaned out for development by existing teams. Then they go back to Tassie when they enter the league. Tassie gets developed players and the other teams get top young talent for a few years. Then in Tassie's first year in the league, they can get draft concessions without needing to build an entire team in one go and therefore destroying the draft for other teams. I don't mind it as a concept. I don't think it will ever happen, but I don't mind it as a concept. That's a br- that's brilliant. I reckon he might be the front runner for the prize, wouldn't he? That, that is a very good... I really like the idea. The- I, it's got no chance of happening in my mind, James, and that's just down to the league and uh, all sorts of things with who owns the players, but... I don't mind the idea in terms of trying to reduce the uncompromised draft kind of idea. So it's 2028 they come in. Mm-hmm. So 2027 they go to the draft and they get... And even 2026 they'll have some access to some guys if if history is a guide, yeah. So that means they'll get the best four or five in 27 and something else in 26, you reckon? I tell you what, it's probably a good time to be down the bottom of the ladder at the moment. It is. You've got to now the next three drafts mm. 20, yeah, what are we now? 23, 23, 24, 25 drafts. If you're West Coast and Hawthorne and North, you've got to make sure you nail them because, as I say, 26, 27 starts to be compromised. How did you, um, how did you think about, have you, have you watched Harley Reid? Yes, I've seen a bit of Harley Reid. Do you think he is Hodge-esque and Martin-esque, oh, Dusty I Martin? Mean, yeah, <sighs> I mean, they're saying... I'll trust I, the recruiters. I it's, spoke to one recruiter. He said he's the best young player he's ever seen. 
he's ever seen. It's a big call. I'll trust the recruiters because they watch a lot a more generational at that level than I do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we've seen a lot of number one picks who have ended up being fair footballers and good footballers who haven't been life-changing footballers. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he's not one of these. But I don't think so. It sounds like he's different. It's going to be hard for the Eagles to give up pick one, isn't it? I mean, uh, you can trade pick one, and you'd probably get three picks, wouldn't you, if you traded pick one, if this this guy's there. If they split it. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Probably, get, you'd probably actually get three picks. Yeah, you can absolutely make but then a case have, for it. But then every time Harley Reid plays a blinder in the next 20 years, you just cop it, you? Don't would. You? Let me ask you this before the Harley Reid Cup game between West Coast and Hawthorne this week. Does Hawthorne take a full squad down to Tassie for that game, or are we going to see a James Sicily managed... James oh, Walker rested. Imagine if they managed Connor James Nash, Sisley. soreness. I noticed the coach has got COVID already. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd take that one at face value. <laughs> it's well played. <laughs> and hopefully Sam Mitchell's okay. How do you orchestrate that, mate? But I just, I, I just don't think that we're going to get a completely full... I'm not saying they're going there to lose or anything like that. It just wouldn't surprise me if we see one or two who are rested slash managed slash soreness when the team's coming out on Thursday. Like that when they didn't bring Bruce over here. Yeah, and and, and Jath as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'll tell you what, that is seductive. What are you calling it? The hard... Harley Reid Cup? That's what they're calling it. (laughs) You got another one? i got another one here. Yeah, go for it. Crack on. Um, Joel Haggerty. G'day, Joel. Great name. Hey, boys. Good name, Joel. What's up with the Optus pitch? Is that your son's name? No. It's oh, just a good... I just like Haggerty. It's a good name. Have I missing something here? No, no, no. Oh, no, no okay. No, sorry. genuinely no, a good name. No, okay. Just congratulating sorry, Joel on the name. Um, what, about, what about Rowley eating the grass again? <laughs> at Optus. Mate, that Optus, Optus turf does not need anyone eating the grass. It's uh, yeah. Mate, the way he played, the, the Eagles should go out there and eat grass mm. as well. Yeah. I'd send them all out. Boys, yeah, get out base, there and eat he? some grass. Like uh, you know, I mean, it's amazing that Rowell went through with it, don't you think? After all the After focus all week come before, up. and then he did it again at Optus. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I would have been disappointed if he if he abandoned it. I like the fact that he leaned into it and went, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is my pregame routine. It must be a routine, eh? Like, um, yep. <laughs> and Shannon's laughing. <laughs> the women laugh at men. They go, only men could do stuff like that. Because, I mean, you wouldn't see a woman eat grass, <laughs> would you? It's um, too, way too smart. Never and seen other- a man eating grass until the vision <laughs> came out last week. So, But the other thing <laughs> it's is... It's just wh- a Matt Rowell thing. Why do you reckon he doesn't pluck it, like, near the edge, and then go into the change rooms, or the, or at least in the, into the... Um, on the bench and eat it. <laughs> Why do you reckon he eats it out there? It must be part of the whole thing, eh? Yeah. So obviously just becoming one with the two. I mean, Josh, we used to see Josh Kennedy, who hours before the game would go out of the Optus turf, and a lot of fans would miss this because it might have even been before bare the feet. gates open, just with the bare feet yeah. sitting on the turf and just feeling the grass in his feet. So it's it's obviously an extra step on top of that, but I think it's from the same kind of school. I get the of, sniffing thing. That's sort of your environment. It's almost like yeah. you're a dog, you know, like an animal. Yeah, and then he played like a, <laughs> a, like a hungry dog and uh, the just worked West Coast grass. out of it. What yeah. about Scoey? What about... Uh, mate, I love Will Schofield. Did yeah. a fantastic yeah. job. I but, reckon he's a rising star yeah. in the media, just in case he hears this. He is. He's bloody good, mate. Yeah, But, mate, any chance you're going to ask Raul about eating grass? <laughs> you interview him at the end of the game. Hey, Scoey, ask him about the grass. <laughs> Mate, how could he not ask him? See, the one question the whole of the AFL wants to hear, <laughs> fair income, that is the greatest miss of all time. He must have been told not to, you reckon? Maybe he was clued up beforehand saying, hey, you know that grass thing? 
don't ask me or I'm not doing the interview. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Or mate, yeah. So that's the problem when you ask permission. Because so Sky probably said, I'm going to ask him, is that all right? And they, they said, don't do it. So if you don't ask, you just blunder in there. Oh, I didn't know it was so sensitive. But that is the one thing. Isn't it? Would that be, Shannon, would that be the one thing you'd want to know about? Why you were. Anyway, so here's um, Joel Haggerty. Hey, boys, what's up with the Optus pitch? Been nine or ten weeks since Ed Sheeran. Looks like it's just been laid. Matt Rowe would be gutted as there wasn't much green stuff to choose from. <laughs> he found some. He found some. <laughs> the Optus pitch has been maligned since it opened, similar to Docklands. How long did the AFL take to get Docklands right? Go Frio, says Joel. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Docklands, there was, you know, there was bits missing. Like, you'd step and then you'd step in a hole, wouldn't you? There was, there's stuff would come mm, off. and yeah. Optus is not like that. Optus not dangerous. Optus no. just doesn't look it just does, it's not pristine. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I don't think it's a moment. problem, though, do you? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I That's think it's pretty um, And last one from me. This is from Michelle of Leeming, High Quarters and Barra. Is now the time with a pending new CEO to move the administration of the AFL outside Victoria? With nine clubs located outside Victoria by 2028, it might be prudent to do this. It would also allow the administration to view the whole operation from maybe a different perspective. The proposed new locations for AFL House should be in this order. Number one, Perth. <laughs> number two, Western Sydney. Number three, Hobart. Number four, Brisbane slash Gold Coast. And number five, Adelaide. Make the AFL great again. D trumpet. <laughs> D trumpet. D trumpet is what she's written at the end, as in remove the Trump element from it. I think Can I'm you not imagine? sure. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you look a bit like Andrew Dillon, actually. Do I? You're probably as smart as him. So very good so looking a, individual. He is a good looking rooster. I'd look nothing great like guy. Andrew Dillon. <laughs> He comes. He's got a much better spread of hair than I do. Imagine Andrew Dillon. Uh, he's just got the big job. Finally, Gill's yeah, left. Yeah. Oh, God. And by the way, you need to move to, to Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Campbelltown. Because you're kidding, mate. <laughs> you been the western suburbs of Sydney. Just much, anyway. much like the first letter I read out, Michelle. Love the idea. It's never, ever, ever, ever happening in the history of happenings. I think uh, I've got one more. Go, go one, one more, more, mate. Okay. Bring us home. So I've got Randall of Maidavale. Um, looking ahead to the 2023 trade period, so the end of this year, October, November. It's October, isn't it? And yep. acknowledging Frio have a very bare draft hand thanks to the Luke Jackson trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Can you see a scenario where Frio will be able to secure Jeremy Sharp from the Gold Coast for a wing role uh, and maybe Mitch Georgiatis from Port Adelaide as a second key forward? They'll get Sharp. Sharp, uh, Sharp will walk, I reckon. He's, I think he's out of contract. He might be even mm-hmm. be a, um, a free agent. Mm-hmm. So I reckon Sharp, certainty to come back. Um, George Yardis George is Yardis a lot tougher, I problematic, think. Problematic in that you'd yeah. have to give something for him. What could they give? Oh, what have they got to give? Hamling's not going to get anything. Wilson. What about Liam Henry? Maybe they could trade Liam. What about trading Liam Henry? Would it, that would be enough? Um, well, he's out of contract as well. Um, he's de- he'll definitely be on the move because he's not playing at the do moment. Do you think so? And he's managed by uh, Colin Young, who can get those deals done. It wouldn't get the deal done, though, would it? You wouldn't think. If you want Georgiatis, he's got a knee injury, though. Yeah, he but does. But he is, a, he is a potential star. Yeah. And he's a big man. I think Port will be playing pretty hard. They need more, don't they? Yeah. Yep. yeah. But, uh, but I think you're right on Jeremy Sharp. He's been a bit of a forgotten man in uh, Gold Coast setup and... Isn't he mates with um, Jacko as well? Jacko. Luke Jackson? I think they're mates. Uh, might be. He's close to someone. boy, is he not? So, we, uh, 
Randall of Madeval. We don't know how that could be done, Georgiatis. Mm. Yeah, we'll keep a watch. It's going to get uh, spicy as the season wears on. All right, Barra, should we get out of here? Yes, my friend. Thank well you done, very Mike. much. Great job. Thanks by you. for having me. Shout good. out again to Quarters. Hopefully everything's going well today, and Quarters will be back with us as soon as he can be. And thanks also to our friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season. Better your bet with Tab Touch, and remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on one 858 858 Enjoy your week, and we'll chat to you on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.